0: Today on Lawyers Rising.
1: I don't know. I just, I think it's so boring. I I can't imagine how anybody does it. How do
0: you choose between corporate or litigation? Right. So today we're going to talk about the choice between corporate and litigation practice areas. And I thought it would be useful just to start the conversation by talking about your own choice on this matter. You are all practicing lawyers at one point in your career. Jessica, can I know you actually worked in corporate. That was your choice. Can you talk about and walk us through your thinking process to arrive at that decision?
2: Sure. I think that it's, it's funny because I was one of those students who went to law school thinking I was probably going to be a litigator. I'd was, the debate team in high school and majored in political science and criminology and undergrad and thought for sure this was my path. I was going to litigate and you know, maybe even go into government after that. But I don't know. I think it was my summer associate experience at a big law firm that kind of changed my interest. I didn't know much about corporate law until I started taking corporations and those sort of classes in law school. And I was kind of intrigued a little bit about the unknown. I knew I wanted to work in New York City, I guess financial capital. So after spending a summer in the corporate department, I kind of was intrigued by it. And I and I wanted to kind of transition to deal making and not sort of contested and fighting issues anymore. So I sort of switched throughout. I had one idea going in and I came out a,
0: a corporate lawyer. We were talking a little bit before we started recording about how law schools are kind of geared towards litigation rather than corporate. And this choice maybe isn't even really brought up much in in that period of of a young law student. Can you talk more about that and maybe why that is?
2: Well, sure. I think there, you know the, the process of law school is you know, your analytical mind thinking and teaching you how to write. So that's sort of the focus of, of your first year. Although, I mean, once you get into your second and third year, you do have more transactional options. So I did take corporations and I took tax and I took secure transactions and um, just sort of started getting a feel for that. But you're right. That is later on in your career. I think the focus early on is to kind of get the process going, get your mind thinking like a lawyer, writing like a lawyer. And it's only later on that you're sort of exposed to that kind of work. And it's usually after you've summered your first or second year, and you've already been exposed to those areas that you even know you want to take um, those those classes. I mean, unless, of course, you were one of these business majors in undergrad, always knew you know you, you were interested in this and went to law school to kind of get a legal background, you know, more, more the legal aspect of the business world. And then you're gonna be gravitating towards that from the get-go.
0: Harrison, how important is this choice?
1: Uh, well it's extremely important. I mean, and it depends on, you know, what kind of work you like. You know, litigation tends to be pretty, you know, have a lot of drama kind of associated with it. It's about writing and uh, arguing and attacking people and feeling attacked and, you know, and and so it can be, you know, people there's a certain personality type that tends to do much better in in litigation, for example, than corporate. Corporate attorneys, you know, that work tends to be more, you know, less confrontational, more kind of cerebral. And uh, it involves business and doesn't involve a lot of showboating. Corporate attorneys tend to, I mean, litigators tend to be um, kind of a little bit more, you know, showy and that sort of thing. So, it's very important. So, someone that's, you know, not confrontational and and, uh, doesn't like to write that much and doesn't enjoy drama because um, there is a lot of drama and litigation, is probably going to be, uh, you know, much happier as a corporate attorney. And the other thing is, uh, you know, you're, you're usually going to be, you know, have a, a, a much longer career as an attorney and a much more financially successful career, uh, you know, if you're a uh, corporate attorney as opposed to a litigator. I mean, being a litigator is tough because you have to, you know, have cases and so forth to bring in all the time. And corporate attorneys tend to, you know, get clients and then constantly advise them on corporate matters. And so it's very important. I mean, it's, uh, and if you want to go in house, uh, later in your career, you're going to have much more luck as a, corporate attorney than a litigator.
0: So, let's talk about the pros and cons of each of these sectors. Let's start with corporate, how closely tied this is to the overall economy. Harrison, um, you've talked about this uh, just briefly there, about how it is very much tied to uh, when the economy is good, there's lots of corporate lawyer jobs out there, not so much uh, the reverse. Can you talk more about that?
1: Well, yeah, corporate is always a very, very uh, busy practice area when the economy is good. And the better the economy, the more desperate law firms get for corporate attorneys. You know, I when I, you know, when it times when the economy has been very, very good, which there's been some very, you know, in the early 2000s, it was just completely out of control. You know how good it was. Anybody that was a corporate attorney anywhere in the country practically could move to a good firm. I mean, law firms were, you know, major law firms. I mean, Sherman and Sterling, I remember, was hiring you know, people in the middle of their class from Pace Law School that were working in like two-person law firms. And Paul Hastings was... I had a candidate that was working in a three-person law firm that they ended up hiring and, um, you know, flying out from just some suburb of New Jersey and hiring. So in San Francisco. So, you know, there's just a ton of demand. So that's kind of the danger, I think, of, of corporate work is that, you know, when the economy slows down, there's just not enough jobs. And I've seen several cycles like that. And it's, it's very bad because if you're in a large law firm, the odds of you losing your job are very, very good.
3: Because I think in the most recent recession in 2008, there was just a lot less corporate work. And so there were fewer people coming in, coming out of law school and doing the corporate work. So then once the economy started picking up again, the need for like mid-level corporate associates who actually knew what they were doing was he was getting more and more because the economy was heating up and, and things were starting to move and shake. But because of that recession, like two or three years earlier, it, they, they just didn't exist the 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 supply of those corporate attorneys because those people had not been trained so you really kind of had a huge dip in the in the supply of people who could actually do the work so um, and i think we're still sort of seeing a really strong demand for strong corporate attorneys it is interesting how that cycle plays out
0: yeah that was actually what i was going to ask Uh, jessica the economy has been very strong for the last half decade at least are you still seeing lots of demand for corporate attorneys out there
2: Absolutely, and I would say all over the country, all over, especially my region in the Northeast, um, in Florida. If you have a good, solid corporate candidate who's done deals, um, firms don't really care. You know where, like Harrison said, where they went to law school, where they placed in their class. If they have the experience, um, that matters a lot more than you know their their ranking. So yeah, there's there's it's definitely there. And I remember, I mean, I was around in 2009 when. I mean, I graduated in 2006, so I was there when um, and I think it was massive layoffs, and associates were forced to take a, take a year off with set you know, it's just, it was bad. So when the economy is bad, those firms will have massive layoffs.
0: Harrison, you mentioned something interesting about the specialization of corporate attorneys and how that can kind of provide a niche for you going forward. Can you kind of expand on that idea that there are litigators are kind of a dime a dozen, whereas corporate attorneys, especially very specialized corporate attorneys are highly sought after?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's not a lot of people with with the different types of experience that corporate attorneys have. You know, people that do, I mean, anybody can be a litigator. I mean, you learn how to litigate when you're in law school and to be good at it. I mean, to be good, a good litigator requires two or three years of training, maybe a few more if you want to learn how to do trials. So to be a decent corporate attorney, you know, you have to be exposed to a certain type of work. And there's just not a lot of firms that do that sort of work. And most of them tend to be in, in large cities because they're merging companies and doing public offerings and allowing taking on debt and doing all sorts and doing corporate formalities for large corp- corporations and so forth. So there's just not a lot of people to do it. So and the more specialized they are, the more law firms are likely to be interested in them. So yeah, there's just not a lot of people that do it. So, you know, for every one corporate attorney, I would say there's probably 15 litigators maybe around the country. And then, you know, in terms of major markets for every corporate attorney, if you took all the major markets, there's probably, you know, three or four litigators, you know, maybe the opposite in New York to some extent in large firms, but.
0: So does the law of supply and demand then suggest that because there are so few, so much fewer uh, corporate attorneys looking for so many jobs, that it's a lot easier to get those jobs. You may not need to come out of the top schools, um, maybe not even have to, the top grades to be able to get uh, into these kinds of firms. Am I right in saying that? This is kind of open, just uh, open to anyone.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, to some extent, to have, but I mean, the, the best firms are always going to be interested in the best people, but you don't have to go to a top law school. No. I mean, I, you know, the, um, I was reading today about someone that was just sentenced in the college admission scandal, you know, he he was the head of Wilkie Farr, co-chair of the firm and the head of their corporate practice. I, mean, I think he went to Boston university law school and probably, you know, you don't have to go to a great law school or, Uh, And that's a good law school, but I mean, you don't have to go to the best law schools or even work in the best law firms to be a corporate attorney in demand.
0: What about finding new work? I've heard you said before that there is, it can be really difficult as a litigator to try and get work inside of a firm, whereas with corporate law, you can be more privy to other kinds of jobs, other kinds of work, and therefore it can be a lot. Uh, well, it can be a lot more profitable.
3: Yeah, I think finding a work inside of a big firm for a corporate attorney can be easier because you can have much smaller matters. I think I've mentioned this on a, um, previously, but you know when you're inside of a really big firm, um, it can be really hard to land that huge litigation work because uh, you usually have to know like the general counsel of a firm whereas a corporate attorney you can actually bring in some small matters and start to kind of build your book that was definitely something that I was told when I was starting to work because um, it kind of talked to you about long-term prospects of being able to build your own business and being able to build your own business happens a lot sooner for the co- corporate attorneys um, especially inside those big firms because smaller companies might be able to hire you for a small amount of work to just set up some of their corporate do- corporate governance documents and stuff like that. Whereas in order to do a business litigation case, you're going to have to, you're going to have to woo some really high up people.
0: Jessica, when you made the decision to go into the corporate world, uh, I'd like to learn more about why you made that choice. What was part of the reason was because you're there listening to how these big companies are, are making strategic decisions. You're kind of in the decision-making process. I have to imagine it's got to be a fairly interesting part of the work.
2: Sure, absolutely. And I mean, I think that kind of ties a little bit into what Brie was saying about, or you know, your previous question about just getting. More business or how it's easier. I remember the corporate partner that I work closely with. He we advised them on obviously C work and other compliance work, but anytime that company needed help with their IP matters, it would get referred to the IP department. And you know, that partner gets credit for that work. So it's not only bringing in corporate clients, but it's knowing and being in contact with, like you said, the business people at that, you know, at that company. And um, being able to refer to all other departments and you're getting credit for that, that referral. So it's just easier to grow your book because, you know, you are the point person as as, a, as an advisor, um, as a corporate advisor to, to, to the company.
0: Okay, okay, let's talk more about the negatives of being a corporate attorney. Harrison, you just referenced one very obvious negative. Is that... When the economy goes bad, for corporate attorneys, it goes very, very bad. Jessa, can you talk a little bit more about that, about how, you know, when it rains, it pours?
2: Yeah, I mean, well, I think I alluded to that, you know, the 2009 downturn resulted in a lot of mass layoffs and it was it was hard. That's definitely a risk to being in the business sector it goes it goes south and we, we feel that as corporate attorneys,
0: is there a risk because it is such a niche part of the field that you can become so specialized that your, your skills aren't really applicable anywhere else and that kind of limits your employability?
2: You know, I think that can happen, um, you know, if you get really, really specific. Um, I mean, I think the best advice would be to start with a general practice corporate department, right? And at least you get exposure to all sorts of, of transactional work. And then if you figure out, you know, this is, this is what I like to do and you want to go into, for example, public finance or data privacy, or anything like that, then you specialize later. But as long as you have a foundation where you've actually received some basic, maybe one or two years of basic corporate training, um, I, I think that you'd be okay um, to, to lateral over.
1: Yeah, so one of the things I think that is important though about when you talk about specialization is in especially in a large lot of, a lot of large New York law firms. I mean, what tends to happen to corporate attorneys is if if they're working like in middle-sized markets, and a mid-sized market would be like Cleveland, Detroit or something like that, they tend to be generalist. And so, you know, you're more of a generalist in in smaller to mid-sized markets. So that means a corporate attorney will do mergers and they'll do general corporate advice and they'll do pretty much whatever client needs in them. And as you get into smaller and smaller and larger and larger markets, well, even, and then what's interesting is then when you get into small markets, like they're in Memphis, they might even be doing a little of IP, even at the largest law firms. I mean, there's just, they get a mix of experience because the, there's just not the large clients to give them the work. And as you get into new markets like New York City and stuff, it gets extremely specialized. And in, in some of the largest law firms I mean, there's people that, you know, whose expertise may only be in one part of a contract um, or a prospectus or something. And there's enough work to keep them busy on that one aspect of the contract each day.
0: What about the workload in comparison to being a litigator? Are you going to be working a lot more hours as a corporate attorney?
3: Corporate attorneys, I mean, Jessica could probably speak to this, but I just remember because I did not do corporate work, but I had colleagues who were doing corporate work and they literally had to stay sometimes in the office waiting for like documents to come through that they had to finalize at like four in the morning. I mean, it was literally just closing a deal. You have to just like stay in the office until the paperwork comes through for you to handle. And so that, that, but it's also sort of Ebb and flow, and it can just, it can, when you, like you said, when it rains, it pours, and it can just become um, really a lot of hours um, when you're working to close a deal. Uh, Jessica, I don't know what y- your experience was with
2: that. Yeah, I mean, I remember just you, you connect, there's a lot more downtime, but you're definitely on at 4 a.m., waiting for something to come back from the printers or marking up a document and waiting for comments, and you can't leave. Then there might be two days after the deal closes where there's nothing to do. Definitely unexpected periods of craziness, long hours, literally all-nighters, where I think the litigation workflow is maybe more consistent, a little bit more steady, and the deal work is a little bit more unpredictable.
0: That has to contribute to a large amount of burnout in the corporate sector. Am I right in saying that, Harrison?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, but a lot of, you know, a lot of attorneys really enjoy it. They kind of live for deals. It just depends on what you're doing. But the, the issue with deals, I mean, is that you know, there's typically a, a major deadline, so you can't. There's, you just can't. You know, avoid the deadline. You have to, you know, complete the work by the deadline, which is, I think, one of the um, a drawback.
3: I was going to say, which I think also um, contributes to people wanting to go in house from corporate positions. I mean, they, they kind of see that as like a, a way to get sort of more steady, predictable work. If you're going to go in-house and you can, you're can, you not going to be the one closing these deals, you're going to be kind of on the other side of things. So you're not going to be the one responsible for those all-nighters anymore. Um, so that's that's definitely the, the goal, I think, of a lot of corporate attorneys um, thinking that they're going to get their lives back a little bit.
0: Uh, before we move on to the kind of the pluses of being a, a litigation attorney, do we want to talk a little bit more about some of the negatives of being a corporate attorney before we move on? Anybody?
1: Some of the negatives. I mean, w- what I would say, I mean, this is just me, but, you know, I, I think the, you know, the work seems incredibly boring, <laughs> you know, because I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a someone that like, likes litigation more. And it's just, it's like, so like, like clerical and like minute details, you know, you're not dealing with people, you're just dealing with like, you know, trying to manipulate them and, you know, and just I don't know. I just, I think it's, I think it's so boring. I I can't imagine how anybody does it.
2: Yeah. I definitely think that's a little bit more tedious at the beginning, but if you're somebody who likes sort of diligence checklists, minute details uh, that can change the meaning of a contract that can change the meaning of a deal um, and that sort of organization checklists and numbers and, and all that kind of stuff, um, that's the way your mind works. Then you sort of enjoy it and you and you like it and then I mean I've seen like you said very cerebral partners get very excited about their deal work. The goal is to later structure these deals, understand it, work closely with the business and actually advise your clients on the best way to ensure their businesses you know succeed and grow and you know whatever whatever the, the point of that business is and that's when it gets exciting when you're starting to contribute to that but that doesn't happen until
0: <laughs> later on. So moving on to talk about the positives of, of being a litigator, we were discussing the kind of boom and bust cycle of being a corporate attorney, whereas a litigator, there we always need litigators. So is it there's a lot more stability, Jessica, in uh, choosing that path.
2: I mean, you're right. You're always going to need litigators. There's so many more litigators. There's all sorts of litigation. And I mean, as long as you start, yeah, there's very sophisticated litigation, but the basics of litigation, everybody kind of, you know, has to learn the motion writing, trial practice, and all that at the beginning. So it's just pretty much of an economic proof practice area. It's going to definitely be busy through it all.
0: Harrison, do you agree with that? Are there a lot more litigation jobs out there than corporate jobs?
1: Litigation? Yeah. I mean, there's more litigation jobs, sure. You know, but I mean, the, it's not, you know, another thing about litigation too, that I would say is, I mean, um, you know, if the biggest firms it is, you know, but there's, there's just lots of, you know, crappy litigation firms. I mean, there's there's not a lot of really bad corporate f- firms. I mean, you know, litigation is, is a you know, anybody can kind of be a litigator.
0: You uh, posted an article related to this recently, and uh, you posted a hilarious photo inside the article of this small law firm in a small town in Florida where the ladies decided it'd be a good idea to pose with their dogs on the uh, the homepage, I guess, kind of revealing just, you know, the kind of the real bread and butter uh, law firms that are out there.
1: No, I mean, some of them are just so dumb. I mean, these litigators... <laughs>
0: Am am I right in saying that one of the other benefits of becoming a litigator is that it opens up the path potentially for you to work inside the government later on, be it a judge or a prosecutor or a U.S. attorney? That's more the path for litigators rather than being a corporate attorney, right?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, I think that's right. I think that, you know, litigators, judges, and and government, they need to be litigators. You usually don't see corporate attorneys. Um, And then the corporate attorneys tend to want to go in-house, right? So they think that um, if you practice corporate law, you understand the business, and that's sort of the pathway to in-house positions. Although, I mean, I agree that you know when you look at an in-house posting, they usually require general corporate skills, and that's kind of what's listed. But I mean, I have plenty of of friends who were litigators at big law firms, great great law schools, who. Went in house and are doing, you know, corporate work now. So I don't necessarily think that you're sort of stuck and can never go in house if you choose litigation.
0: Is it easier to set up your own law firm if your background is as a litigator rather than a corporate attorney?
3: Yeah. I mean, again, just for the same reasons that we've sort of been discussing about being able to get business, there's just so much different type of litigation work you can do. So you can go off on your own and take any kind of cases that come your way and it could be small matters and you'd have a lot more freedom to do that. Whereas, you know, you're not going to be hit up for, you know, solo M&A work if you are a corporate attorney, that's
0: just not the path. I hate to be so gauche, but which um, <laughs> which uh, branch of law can you make more money at? Being in corporate law or a litigator?
1: Well, it depends. I mean, you can make more money um, as a litigator if you sue people and get huge settlements. I mean, I mean, I know of one guy that that I used to work with and he it's absolutely an incredible case. He he just got a referral from some friend of his and he ignored the referral initially, what happened to him was he just, he brought in the case and um, he started working on it a little bit and realized he didn't know what he was doing. And then Boy Schiller, someone came in and took the case over, but he still got one third of whatever, or 20% or whatever the referral fee was to to Boy Schiller and ended up, you know, getting, you know, something like $150 million or something. I mean, for doing nothing, you can get those huge hits, but most, most litigators don't. And, um, but most corporate attorneys have lots and lots of recurring business that they get from their client.
3: Yeah, I think as Harrison kind of mentioned, this ratio of kind of 15 to one of litigators to corporate attorneys, I mean, the competition is just so much more stiff. So really, I mean, most laws, most of the big firms have grade cutoffs and school cutoffs. Uh, so like the, your school has to be ranked in you know the top 20 schools and you have to have done, and if you're not in the top 20 schools, you have to be like at my school, Loyola, for most of these big firms, you had to be in the top 5% of your class. To even be considered um, and interviewed. So and then so that there's just that huge level of competition. And as a matter of fact, you'd probably be surprised to learn, Danny, that like you still have to show like your transcripts. And as you go along your career, you keep having to give your transcripts. It's no longer just you know the work speaks for itself. They still want to see that you did really well in school. So that can if you didn't do that well in school, that can kind of plague you for the rest of your career.
1: Right. And then one other thing about. Um... You know, litigators that I think is is important to understand is that, and I think like Bree said, there's a lot more of them. But there's the the problem with litigation. Corporate is just is, is a little bit more of you know. Once you know how to do the work, I mean, that's that's kind of sort of the biggest test. And then if you have the clients, that's that's another big test. You kind of need to get through. But the problem with litigation, I think, that makes it difficult is a, a lot of cases. I mean, they're looking for you know, they want to see really good writing ability. They want to see, and it's kind of about like how, how well you can manipulate a lot of information coming at you, like, you know, verbal type of information and then putting it into effective arguments. And so the only way that law firms, a lot of times clients can get a sense of your ability to do that is going to be what, how well you did academically. If you, you know, were, if you did clerkships and law reviews and the colleges and, I think they give a lot more credence to that than they do the ability of a corporate attorney because a corporate attorney is, is is a little bit different skills too because the corporate attorneys need to you know um, negotiate with people and they need to be you know good in person and they need to make a good impression and a lot of litigation work is often too done behind the scenes I mean they're just I think but it I just seems like there's a lot more emphasis on credentials for litigators than there is for other practice areas. You
3: no, know, I, I mean, I think we've kind of talked a little bit about that, but it, I think it it depends on what kind of business you're trying to get. It is harder to get those really big cases um, as a litigator, for sure. Um, but like I've mentioned, you know, you can kind of get the small potatoes cases.
2: Yeah. I think it's, it's harder as a litigator, but I just wanted to give some encouragement to litigators out there that it could be done. Like I said, most of the postings and the job descriptions companies are looking for business savvy attorneys, right? Looking for, I mean, if you're going in-house to a public company, they want to see public company experience. Have you done public company filings? If you're going in-house now, a lot of it is data privacy and regulatory work. They're going to want to see people who actually have that specific experience. It's the in-house commercial roles that I think um, are open to litigators, even some of the regulatory work. I mean, you have to realize that litigators are exposed to deals that went wrong, right? So they have, they can bring that to the table when they go in-house. Like we've, We've litigated this before. We know how it doesn't work. And now I'm here to make sure it, it doesn't happen to your company. So that, that's all I was trying to say is that I, you're right. Corporate attorneys probably do have a better chance of going in-house. Um, but I, I have seen lots of litigators also end up in transactional
0: in-house roles. What about moving around the country? Is it harder to move from one state to another if you're a litigator?
1: Absolutely. Litigators need to sign pleadings, so uh, a litigator needs to sign something for a court. and In order to sign something for a court, you need to be admitted to the court. Uh, corporate attorneys don't necessarily need to sign pleadings. I mean, they want them to be, they, you know, they want them to be admitted, but they can do a lot of the work behind the scenes while they're waiting to qualify. And then also understanding local rules.
3: When we do have candidates who are moving from like one state to another, you know, a lot of the firms require that they already be barred in the state so that they actually have their bar, their bar license. Whereas the corporate attorneys, that's not always, it's often a, quali- a necessity, but it, they can get away with not having that. Um, because like Harrison said, you don't actually have to be admitted to practice in that state to do the corporate work because you're not citing pleadings and going to court. Um, so that can really be a hurdle. And so it's something that we are always counseling our candidates. If you are looking to make a move. To another state, you have to do everything that you can to show the firm that you are in the process of getting barred in that state. If you're not, if you're not already barred, and there's just some firms that just will absolutely not even accept an application if you don't have the bar. So that that's a big hurdle.
0: Well, to wrap things up, let me just put it out there to to each of you. If you know someone that's just coming out of law school came to you and, and said they're struggling with the decision whether or not to be a litigator or to go into corporate law, what would you tell them?
3: I think a lot of it is personality. I mean, I, when I, I, you know, when I was talking to partners at law firms, they were like, you seem like you're a litigator just by my personality, because I'm gregarious and I like to talk to people. And I think that you do kind of have to follow your personality fit. And so corporate work is, is a little bit sort of less performance-based. Um, and I was like a dancer and I really, you know, kind of a like to perform in those ways. So I think looking first at sort of your own looking inside your own self and understanding what kind of a personality you have and which one of those um, would be a better fit and then understanding like what makes you excited about the work um, like what have you experienced so far in law school that gets you the most excited Um, because like Jessica said you do get to start to take some of those corporate classes and tax classes and capital markets I mean just does that work interest you and I think a lot of people will have a sense because Jessica said she Started taking those courses, and she was like, Oh, maybe I want to do corporate. I started taking those courses, and I said, No, thank you. I don't want to learn anything more about this. <laughs> I want to do litigation. So, I, I mean, it's just really listening to yourself and following what your natural interests are telling you.
2: I agree 100% with you, Bree. It's a, a lot about personality. I, I wish I could tell those students maybe in their after their first year instead of when they're graduating and advise them to maybe. Try both during a summer. Most firms let, you know, let you do that and, um, see what, see what it's really about outside of the classroom. Kind of understand what you know, litigation does, understand how long litigation matters tend to live at a large law firm and what you'd be doing in reality. And you can kind of see that over the summer with the assignments, what the assignments are like and you know, take a dip into the corporate world and see uh, how those partners interact with their clients. Cause that's, you know, what you'd be doing in the future. Don't sort of see it from your, first year assignments, because either litigation or corporate, they can both be very tedious. But look, you know, look into the future. What do you want to do afterwards? Do you see yourself more being a corporate partner going in house? Or do you want to drive litigation and sort of do that? So I'd advise them to try to do both over the summer and see what they gravitate towards.
1: The way the way that I think about it is I think, you know, that there's I think there's, you know, you, you can kind of look at the world as two different personality types. There's two types of personalities. Generally, there's people that are, you know, right brained or left brained And, you know, the people there's certain people that are more interested in like, things like math and science. And that gets them excited. And there's people that are interested in things like, you know, English and social sciences and reading and writing. And, uh, you know, and so typically people will gravitate towards one or another. And usually that that happens very early. It happens when someone's like, you know, six, seven or eight. If you want to be a corporate attorney, it tends to be more for the people that are math and science type people. And and, and that's that's as a general rule. And the people that are um, litigators tend to be more readers and writers and things like that and enjoy that. So you, you kind of have to decide what, what appeals to you more, I think, is, is, is really the, the main thing and and what you want out of your career. But you know, for me personally, like I, I absolutely knew I wanted to be a litigator because the, the practice area just um, appealed to me so much. And I knew that I could express myself and I knew I, I thought the way that litigators did. And so I think most people just, you know, you should, like Jessica said, you can try both, but I think one's going to appeal to you, you know, more than the other. And I think if you find the one that appeals to you, then you should make sure that you do that as opposed to, you know, doing something for the wrong reason, because you should do, you should be doing the work that you enjoy, because if you do the work you enjoy, you're going to be much better off.
0: That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you're a lawyer looking to make a change, you can go to bcgsearch.com. We'll see you next time.